You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle Network, podcast episode number 149, featuring Neil Anderson, a muscle car ambassador who calls the Rocky Mountains home. Remember, this is your podcast. Together, it's all about car community, car culture. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. This week, head out west to meet Neil Anderson, owner of some incredibly iconic American muscle from the peak of the era. Neil appreciates great classics and is OEM impartial as he has welcomed Fords, Mopars, and Chevys into his garage space. As we dive into his story, you'll hear how his 1970 Plymouth Roadrunner is believed to be a true media car used in Mopar advertisement 50 years ago. It's time to travel to Northern Utah to hang out with Neil and his distinctive muscle car collection. So, let's get revved up! Hello and welcome back, Tubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I'm your trusted host, Darren. As always, it is really good to have you back with us again on this latest audio road trip. I'm really excited today to introduce you to Neil Anderson. In fact, I was introduced to Neil by my brother from another mother who lives out in northern Utah and he put me in touch with Neil who splits his time between a house in Utah and Arizona but I can't wait to see some of Neil's amazing muscle cars next time I get out west. As you're going to hear this interview Neil was a high school student at the apex of the American muscle era and really to carry that tribute forward Neil has owned Chevys, Fords, Mopars. He, he just plain loves muscle cars, regardless of the OEM badge. His stable of vehicles over the years have included, well, the 1970 Roadrunner that you're going to hear about being a, a media car, a 69 Super B, a 68 Impala SS, a 64 Chevelle SS, a 454 Chevelle Ragtop, a 1968 Charger RT, a 1967 GTO, and a 68 Mustang Fastback. We're going to take a quick break. We're only going to be gone for just about 60 seconds. Right now, we would like to proudly mention our official OEM sponsor, Porsche Mechanicsburg. In the market for a Macan, Cayenne, 718 or 911, Porsche Mechanicsburg will match you with the perfect vehicle from their extensive inventory of pre-owned and new models. When it comes to service on these magnificent machines, their record of quality workmanship is unmatched with a staff of mechanics whose prowess in all facets of Porsche engineering is world-class. These are all time-tested trademarks that have been part of the Faulkner Auto Group since 1932. 2021 will witness an expansion of their sales and service excellence with the now-completed new state-of-the-art Porsche Center. Located at 6625 Carlisle Pike, Porsche Mechanicsburg is the destination when ready to make that dream a reality parked in your driveway. On behalf of the Cars of Carlisle crew, we would like to thank our friends at Porsche Mechanicsburg for their ongoing support of this program. Before we go to the phone with Neil, let's power break and smoke the tires for this week's trivia question. 
And as we're going to hear about that 70 Roadrunner in its beautiful factory lemon twist paint, let's stick with the year 1970. In fact, we'll do something a little bit out of character. For this particular show's trivia question, it's going to be more of a challenge. So for production year 1970, take a moment and count how many Chrysler and Dodge high impact colors you can think of. So any Mopar high impact color for the year 70. You have between now and the end of the show. Ready? All right, here we go. So it's time to meet Neil Anderson. Hello, Cubers. This is Darren, and I'm on the phone tonight with Neil Anderson. Neil, welcome. Thanks, Darren, for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, love having you on the phone, Neil. In fact, uh, Neil is a friend of my late cousin, Denise, and uh, her husband, Bri. Uh, and Neil, you're in uh, Phoenix tonight, but you, where you split your time between Phoenix, Arizona, and, and uh, northern or Logan, Utah. And uh, you're a little bit warmer right now, I imagine, down in Arizona than you would be if you were up home in, in Utah. Yeah, beautiful day today, probably high 70s, and uh, oh, it's great to be here this, this time of year, anyway. Yeah, well, I have to be a little jealous of that. We just had some snow, so you uh, you lucked out. Well, I wanted yeah. to uh, just have you on the show. You've got an amazing Roadrunner, and, uh, and we will try to get pictures out on Instagram and, and uh, Facebook and but would love to I mean you're a car guy and the fact that I have family in northern Utah uh, we talk a lot to the folks up along the the Atlantic coast and and some on in California but always looking to talk to uh, new friends all throughout the US Canada and even all around the world we've got listeners in countries like Sweden Germany Brazil but uh, Neil tell us a little bit about when you when you first knew that you had that car bug that you were you were into things with four wheels. Well, I was kind of forced into it when I was a kid. My dad uh, had a mechanic shop, and uh, I after school I had to go out and help him until it was time for supper or time to do the homework. Homework, and uh, so I I've grown up in it since I was four or five years old. Wow. When did you go from it being sort of a chore to when you had your own interest in it, it wasn't part of something you had to do? Well, I just happened to grow, or my high school years were 1969 through 71, the height of the muscle car era. Mm. And there, everywhere, everywhere you looked was a, a muscle car, you know, and there was Super Sport Chevelles, Charger RTs, GTOs, they were everywhere. It wasn't a big thing back then. It was just commonplace. Sure. Well, what? walk us through some of the cool cars that have graced your garage and driveway. Oh, man. I, right now, I've got a 69 Super B and uh, the 70 Roadrunner we're talking about tonight. Mm -hmm. but, you know, I've 54 Chevelle SS. Uh, I met my wife in my 65 Impala SS. Uh, I sold the car. I still have my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I've had a SS 454 Chevelle convertible, mm. you know, but they, they all kind of come and go. Yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. So you have uh, 
currently the 69 Super B and the 70 Roadrunner are the, the two that are still, uh, that you have ownership of, correct? Right. Okay. Yeah, I've got a lot of project cars up in my uh, shop in Utah. i got a 68 Charger RT, got a 67, 68 Mustang Fastback, i got another 69 Super B, wow. uh, 67 and 70 GTO. So i got projects to last me <laughs> for a long time, but the clock's ticking. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's a good problem to have, Neil. I, don't, I can't say that's terrible. <laughs> Well, what have been some of your, your favorite moments? I mean, those are amazing cars. Do you have some standout favorite moments with any of uh, the muscle cars you've uh, you've driven or owned or been around going all the way back to your high school days to, to current, present time? Well, what, what got me into my 69 Super B, I had a buddy back in high school that bought a brand new one. Uh, it was yellow with the... Actually, it had a white bumblebee stripe on it, which was kind of different for those cars. And uh, it had the uh, Ram Charger hood scoops. It had the side scoops on it. It was a four-speed, and it was a good running car. And I thought back then, someday, somehow, I'm going to get me a 69 Super B, and I finally did about 45 years later. Wow. So that's, that's probably my favorite is the B. That's cool. Well, tell, I mean, talk a little bit more about, uh, did you restore it? Did you buy it as is? What's the, what's the story behind the 69B? Well, I, I found it in northern Arizona. In fact, it was in the same city that I found the Roadrunner. Well, I couldn't, wouldn't call it a city. I would call it a town. Okay. In northern Arizona, uh, Fort Defiance, Arizona is where I found it. And I have a buddy down there that tries to hunt these things down for me. And he called me up and told me he had a 69 Super B. And so uh, I went down there, and it was a good, solid car. The motor was missing, but the trance was still there. It's a four-speed car, side scoops, Ram Charger hood. And it was just like my buddy's, basically, only... This car was F8 green, the dark green, with a black interior and a black stripe. But I ended up painting it black with the red stripe because the original motor was gone when I got it. So okay. I just kind of built it the way it was that I wanted. And we put a 440 in it and bored it, stroked it. And mm. It's actually 500 cubes with aluminum head. So. It's pretty strong, running. <laughs> I would say so. There's, that's an understatement, Neil. That yeah. is that is cool, very cool. What about uh, the set? Go ahead. It's a fun car. Oh, I'm sure. Have you taken it to a track or a strip or anything? Yeah, uh, I did about five years ago. Uh, I took it to I hadn't been on the dredge strip for a long time, so I was kind of like a rookie in there. Uh, but it still run like 14.28 after I went up and smoked off the line, and I had to back it off, and it still run a 14.28 at uh, 102 miles an hour. Mm, mm. But it probably sounds real healthy, huh? Oh, man. 
you can hear it coming down the road. <laughs> Do you have a pretty aggressive cam in it, or does it uh, not real not real heavy lope? Oh, it's it's pretty healthy. Yeah, it's got some good lope to it. Okay. But I might want to detune that a little bit. Sure. It's getting a little scary for me. Well, yeah, I I understand that. Well, next time I'm out to uh, Utah in the warmer months, I'd love to uh, to see it firsthand and, and meet you. Absolutely. We'll have to do that. Yeah, I think that's a Get plan. together with Brian. You, yeah. be, you better believe it. Yeah, he's he would definitely be on board for that. Well, the, the 70 Roadrunner, I'd love to hear uh, more about it and its story. And, and as we, we talk more, I know that my listeners would uh, really love to, and I I. I know you're going to be sharing some pictures and things uh, that I can I can share with the, the listeners, but let's talk about the 70 Roadrunner, and, and we'll work our way up to um, when you decided you wanted to try to recreate the, the large Roadrunner bird coming out of the, the hood as it used to be in the in the ads and everything. I think uh, that's great. So let's let's start back to you, how you came across the, the Roadrunner and then all the way up to when you had uh, – you commissioned white clouds out of Ogden to uh, make that one-of-a-kind piece for you. Yeah, how I found the Super B, I've got several guys out there looking for these cars. I, I, I had like 50 muscle cars in my backyard about the mid-80s, which wow. when they were still fairly uh, reasonable to buy. And uh, I just Every weekend I'd go out and try to hunt these things down. And this buddy of mine from Fort Defiance, Arizona, called me up and he says, Hey, would you be interested in a 70 Roadrunner 446 pack car? I said, Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, he told me about it, said it was for sale. So I loaded up my trailer and took off and it's a nine and a half hour drive one way to get there and uh, I got there late evening and I went and looked at it and this car was it was uh, the body was really good on it I had to replace the trunk pan because someone put carpet in there and it rotted it out and a little tiny bit of repair on the rear quarters but other than that floor pans were nice the frame rails were really nice on it and uh i decided yeah i better have that thing oh good decision uh, yeah and he he didn't want to sell it right at the at the beginning you know and i kind of talked him into finally selling it and i'm glad i did uh after bringing it home and start starting to do the research on it uh uh, I picked it up in late November, I believe, of 2003, and the weather was kind of crappy where I picked it up, so we just hurried and loaded it and headed back home. And uh, when I got it home, I started looking at, uh, you know, the things. Well, the fender tag was the most important thing. I started looking at that and uh, decoding it. And at the top of it, it says F-Series, which means uh, Chrysler's 
1970 model cars, 70 through 79s, are called S-Series. And right below that, it said Job 183 Advertising. And I thought, wow, this might be an, an ad car. Wow. And uh, I started decoding some of the other things on the fender tag, and it was originally a lemon twist yellow car. It had the black vinyl top. It had the white interior. It had the three-speaker dash. It had the wood grain steering wheel. It was a coupe instead of a hardtop, which the ag car is. Uh, it had the 440, 446 pack, but the motor and trance were gone when I got it. So I had to source one during the restoration. But... Uh, Everything was adding up with this car, especially where it said Job 183 Advertising. And uh, we started comparing them as the fender tag to the, the ad, and everything was lining up. And I had talked to Galen Govier back in the day a long time ago, and he, he looked at it and says, I'm 99.9% .9 sure that is the actual car used in the ad. Isn't that and amazing? So, so I, it sat in my shop for many, many years uh, because I was still busy with work and family and things. And last year, uh, we decided to finally put it together. And I got a hold of my buddy who does awesome work. His name's Dennis Anderson. We're not related, but... Uh, yeah, I took it to his house, and he's mostly Chevelle and Camaro uh, restoration guy, and I twisted his arm to to put this Mopar together, and I finally convinced him to do it, and man, he, he done such an awesome job, and all the credit has to go to Dennis Anderson, because he, he, he's amazing. Yeah, that's, I, I like credit where it's due, and that just what I've seen of the Roadrunner in, in pictures um, from Bry, it's incredible. It really is. Yeah. Uh, I, I took it to uh, the Good Guys car show for its very first car show, and that's the one in Phoenix, the Scottsdale, Phoenix area. Mm -hmm. And I entered it in the muscle car division there. And it ended up winning uh, Muscle Car of the Year finalist wow. for uh, 2021. And it's featured in the February 2021 issue uh, that just came out last month. Congratulations. What an honor for, for first time out. Yes, it is. That's phenomenal. Congrats to you. That's got to be an overwhelming feeling. Yeah, it was great. Anything uh, that you'd like to... Well, this is probably a good segue to talk... Now you, you wanted to give tribute then to its its life as an advertising vehicle. So you were telling me off the air that uh, you went to White Clouds. Well, first of all, you were looking around to see who would be able to fabricate the large... You know, like a hood ornament, but probably best to start with describing what was in the ad and how big and the dimensions and what it was and then how you went about trying to find a way to recreate that. Yeah, uh, I found a 
the original ad in like a 1969 look magazine and it's the yellow road runner and it's out in the middle of look looks like a dry lake bed or something with that big road runner bird coming up out of the hood stoop and the ad is called the love bird and it <laughs> describes how uh road runner was car of the year in 69 and they had come out with a new uh body style not body style but new grill and it's just a little different than the the 69 and uh i uh called uh called around trying to find someone who could recreate that big bird coming out out of the the hood scoop because it's basically it's got to be done with it because it's just another road runner without that bird and that pretty well tells the story of the car and you know it it attracts the attention to the car so i can tell the story yes how you know how it is the ad car and uh i so i contacted several people i called california i called texas i called several places and asked if uh, they could build this thing and most everybody was saying ah it's just not something we do and then dennis anderson who restored the car he says hey why don't you try these guys in ogden utah uh named White Clouds, so I called them, and uh, they said, yeah, I don't see a problem, we do stuff for Disney all the time, you know, uh, and I've seen, they sent me pictures of some of their work, and it's just phenomenal, you know, and I thought, well, this, these guys are the ones to pull it off, and so I went down there, it was only like, I have to be in Utah at the time, and it was only like a 45-minute drive, so I went down there, and showed them what I was trying to accomplish, and they said, yeah, I think we can do that, you know. And it took some engineering, and, uh, but man, it turned out so good. It, we scaled it off, and the bird from the hood scoop up to the top of the feathers is like six feet tall, and uh, they've done such a perfect job of the colors and the cross the eyes that are crossed and the feathers and it, it's actually in three pieces and it's made out of uh, styrofoam and acrylic and uh, and it's actually pretty lightweight it had to be when we first started they says well this thing's gonna weigh about 50 pounds and I, Ugh, that, that's too heavy you know and we started looking at other ways to build it and uh, with the the styrofoam and the acrylic, that thing only weighs like 20 pounds, and the neck goes into the hood scoop, and it's got two like 18-inch long by 3-inch straps that go on top of the, the air cleaner, and everything is uh, it's got felt on it so it doesn't scratch anything, and... Uh, you can actually drive the car, you know, you can't go 60 miles an hour, but it's just driving through the parking lot. Like a parade speed, yeah. Shake. Yeah, yeah, at, you know, and uh, at the awards ceremony, they asked, at good guys, they asked me if I could put the Roadrunner bird in the scoop, and I said, well, I'll try it, 
we'll see if it'll work. And man, it it shook just a little bit from the <laughs> vibration in the boulder, but uh, it was uh, it worked pretty well. Wow. Now, when you so you disassemble it into three different pieces, and then you just lay it some in the trunk, some in the back seat, or how do you do that? Well, I've got an enclosed trailer that, in fact, they built this container for the big box to put everything in. Okay. The feathers come off separate, and the head comes off separate, and then the neck comes off separate, too. Okay. So they built a nice uh, foam enclosed box to put it all in with a lid on it, and uh, it keeps it clean and dry and everything. Wow. So, yeah, it works good. That is that is top notch. Very 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 cool. Well, congratulations too on that first time out. That is a oh thank you. What a yeah. what a great honor that, that is. Yeah, wow. that shocked me too. Mm-hmm. What uh, what would be the? Do you have a, a project on the horizon? I, I you know car guys we or car people we always tend to be uh, thinking about what's coming down the pike, but what's the next thing that you're going to pass through your shop or maybe not do anything right now? What's, what's, what's your plan? Well, I've got a 68 Mustang fastback that was originally a six cylinder car. And, uh, it had the four lug wheels and, uh, you know, I just, that's hard for me right there. I got to have more horsepower. So what I want to do if I can get Dennis to do a Ford now that he's dived into a Mopar, uh, I'd like to have him build a Shelby clone out of it and put a, either a 427 or a 428 in it. And I'd Cobra like jet, to yeah. paint it black with the red stripe and nice. you know, just make it as close to a Shelby as we can. I like your thinking on that. That sounds like a real good project. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. Oh, my. That's that's the next one. Well, I want to give you the uh, the final lap behind the wheel. Anything that you'd like to share just about uh, uh, you know, your life growing up around some amazing muscle cars. And you, like you said, your high school years were right at the, the zenith of it. Or anything else. I, you have uh, a lot of listeners and, and folks that love cars, especially of the era that you've owned. Uh, you, have, you get the final say, Neil. Well, I just want to keep doing as long as I can. I'm I'm 68. The, the clock's ticking, but uh, I just it's been in my blood for a long, long time, and I don't think there's any way I can get it out of there. So <laughs> I'm just gonna keep keep building them. And That's right. Keep going, having fun with these shows. I'm gonna do some touring with the Roadrunner this summer. And Good. I've got. Got it lined up. We're going to go to the Des Moines, Iowa uh, good guys this summer, and I think it's over the 4th of July weekend. So my wife and I are going to uh, do some road touring this summer with the car. Good for you. Yeah. Well, put some fun miles on the, on the car and some smiles on your faces. That's important. Absolutely. There's a lot of cool car guys out there to, to meet up with. You bet. For sure. Well, I'm hoping that uh, once the pandemic lightens up some and I can get back out to uh, the Rocky Mountain area to uh, to meet you and your wife and, and see some of these amazing cars and maybe even that uh, that Mustang will be further along too. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely welcome anytime. 
All right. Well, Neil, thank you so much. You are always welcome back on the show. Thank you for being a, a friend of, of the show and, and always great to, to talk to folks all over about their love of cars. Well, thanks, Darren, for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, it's been great. Thank you, Neil. Hope you enjoyed our road trip out to the Rocky Mountain area today. Isn't Neil a great guy? I'm telling you. Looking forward to meeting him in person once we get back to what will be the new normal and we can travel once again. I haven't forgotten about the trivia question and answer, but first, we'll be back in just about 30 seconds. Just a reminder to all you Cubers, it's not a moment too soon to become a Cars of Carlisle subscriber and accelerate your experience. Leaving a five-star rating on iTunes, posting a review, and sharing Cars of Carlisle with friends makes you an integral part of the crew. If you like what you hear, support the cause with a quick click of the PayPal button on the main page of our website, carsofcarlisle.com. So act now, take a look around, and let's hit the fast lane together. Thank you. Okay, my friends, let's pull it into the garage and hear this week's trivia question answer. As you recall, it was more of a challenge, and it was about coming up with as many Chrysler and Dodge high-impact colors you can think of for the year 1970. So I... Did some research, compiled a list, and I have uh, what appears to be 16 colors to share with. And uh, so I'll give you the Chrysler paint name, and then one through eight, I'll give you the corresponding Dodge paint name. So first color is Chrysler's Lemon Twist. Dodge called that same paint Top Banana. Chrysler had Moulin Rouge. Dodge had its equivalent of Panther Pink. Chrysler had Sassy Grass, Dodge with Green Go. Chrysler had Limelight, Dodge was matching it with Sublime. Chrysler had Inviolet, the Dodge version, Plum Crazy. Chrysler had Tor Red, Dodge, Hemi Orange. Chrysler had Bahama Yellow, Dodge matched that with Butterscotch. And lastly, Chrysler Color Vitamin C, was duplicated with Dodge's Go Mango. So there are some high impact colors for this week's trivia challenge. Cubers, this is our exit. It's time to wrap up this week's road trip. So very much appreciate you being part of it. Thank you for supporting the show, getting the word out. We continue to grow and this is all about you, our fans. This is a podcast built around you, the community, and we again are so grateful to have you be part of it week after week. Thank you. Because together it is all about car community, car culture. For now, I'll say, drive well, be well, take care.